1: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America-wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 chat. Welcome back, everybody.
0: It's 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer. Brennan S. Scott with you. Edmonton Oilers and the Ottawa Senators going to tell you that guests on the show receive your certificates to roos chris steakhouse whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town every dinners an occasion at roos chris steakhouse it's the greatest steak you've ever had as we head off to our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show courtesy of our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino from NHL Hockey and Rogers, one of the most plugged in men in the business, Elliot Friedman.
1: Hello, Elliot. How are you? Bob, I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Go why are you trying to trade Ethan Bear? <laughs> now, why would you, you, of all people, you of
0: all people, know what it's like to be radioed? Now, is it bad if you get radioed on your own show?
1: That's that's really that's really something else, to be perfectly honest. That's like Charles Barkley claiming he was misquoted in his own autobiography. <laughs> so. So what happened was I read a text
0: from a listener when we had Ken Holland on, and we had two or three texts on this all along the same lines, Bob, with the orders considering trading Ethan Bear or Caleb Jones in a package to get Jake DeBrusque or trade him one for one. And, of course, Mm -hmm. so I didn't read it during Ken Holland because, you know, Ken can't say anything about a player on another team. So Brian Lawton, who's been in the GM chair, came on next, explained why Ken couldn't say anything and then decided to give his answer. And then we had a couple follow-up texts as a result of people like, "Oh, you want to trade Ethan Bear out of it?" You know, and and you got first of all, you got to give to get. Secondly, you can make an argument from both organizations' perspectives that that's a deal they can't make. Bruins took Jake DeBrusk in the first round. The same year, a guy like Bear went in the fifth round. DeBrusque has had a 27-goal NHL season. You know, from Boston's perspective, would, it, would, would that make sense to them? And if you're Edmonton, you're looking at Ethan Bear saying, look, this guy had real good analytics last year. It emerges uh for Edmonton, a top four NHL defenseman. Don't think he's gotten back to that level this year because he's had a couple of injuries. But it, we had some people run with it on Twitter. Don't tell me you actually got tipped off on this as well, dude.
1: Did you? Oh, I heard about it. Um, you know, people... Uh, I, I heard you were, like, really uh, pushing it along, as a matter of fact. please you stop? <laughs> no, I, like, I, like, I had some people asking about it. Have you ever heard anything about DeBrusque for Bear? And um, You know, look, I agree with you, like, just in the sense that Bear has faced a bit of a battle to get back to where he was. But what is he, a young right-hand shot defenseman who had a really good year last year? I wouldn't... Yes. I would not be so quick to move, Ethan Bear. I think that's crazy talk, to be honest. Well,
0: all right. Well, let's circle. I mean, we had Louie on yesterday. Obviously, I'm not going to ask Louie about his son. That's completely. I don't enough. know. I think that's pretty cowardly. Oh, would you stop? Hey, how about this? <laughs>
1: okay, okay, I'll stop that. I'll stop this now. Right, okay. right
0: now, because uh, uh, there was a player in your market, Elliot. That was an all. Yes. Okay. Okay. And uh, I have been in the same uh hockey pool since 1988. Okay? Mhm. Uh, when, when uh, one of the guy's kids was five, that guy went on to have a, a, a son who played 600 games in the NHL, and that player was excluded from our pool as a result of that just because of, of, of those sort of conversations. So speaking of – obviously, we're talking about Joffrey Lupo. Uh, yep. All right, so Jake DeBrusque, uh, yep. what, do you think – I mean, he got back in last night. Do you think he is a name that is out
1: there right now? Or do yes, you, and I think that's kind of been the case for a little bit. Okay. Why? Yeah. Um, You know, I I just think that, uh, um, you know, the Bruins are kind of in a little bit of transition. Um, I think they've got some things that they're looking to try to do. Um, Maybe add, uh, like, a defenseman or something like that. Um, You know, I I, I think that uh, Dabrowski has value and, and you have to give to get. To get value, you have to give. And Um, I I think he can do that it's it's obvious that the relationship between him and Bruce Cassidy is up and down which sometimes make uh, makes a decision uh, easier for an organization but also I could see other teams saying okay whatever's going on there between the Bruins and the player we like the player and we'd be glad to have them so I think it's that that's kind of where I think it is
0: He's not the only guy that's out there, uh, right now, uh, but just before we get to potential trade targets and those sort of things, because that's always part of the reason why we got you on. We have Emily mm-hmm. Kaplan, we have Emily Kaplan coming up from ESPN at, mm-hmm. uh, 105 today. And speaking of ESPN, what do you mm-hmm. think the new deal does for the National Hockey League, uh, to re-engage ESPN for the first time since
1: 2004? Well, I think, first of all, it, it gives a pump up in some revenues. Um, there, there's no question about that. Um, and we'll see where the second TV deal goes here. Um, you know, I got a good laugh out of the Stephen A. Smith video yesterday. Um, you know, the one thing I do think is that, um, you know, the, the the league and the players think it's important to be on that network. Uh, ESPN sets the sporting Uh, uh, sets the sporting landscape on a daily basis in the United States. Um, And you could argue it's much bigger than that with their social media presence. But, you know, you kind of have to be on there to be part of the conversation. Now, I do know that some of the concerns, and they were raised in this process, is ESPN has such a full cupboard that do you worry you're going to not be the priority or you know where are you gonna fit with everything else they do with the NFL and and baseball and basketball and college sports and all that. Well I think the one thing the NHL does has done here, which I I think is pretty interesting, is that it's very clear that their streaming service, which is called ESPN plus, hockey is going to be critical to that. And you know, with all the cord cutters, that's kinda where we're going. So the NHL has bet on ESPN's streaming service, and ESPN will have financial incentive to make sure that works. And I think that's, to me, the most interesting thing about this. But at the end of the day, I know that there were players and there were teams that said we have to be on that network because they set the stage on a daily basis for what makes news.
0: Elliot Friedman, NHL Hockey and Rogers right, in a 31 thoughts we go A a guy we mentioned on this show Represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson Elvis Merzlechkins The goaltender for the Columbus Blue Jackets Why do you think he might make a long term uh, Sense for the Edmonton Oilers organization?
1: Well, at some point You're going to be looking for a goalie, right? Um as, you know, Mike Smith. Although you know, I mean, the way he's going, he looks like he's going to try to play at he's seventy. But at some point in time, you've got to be looking at a long-term plan. Now, my question for you, Bob, and you see it more than I do. Do you think that there's a goalie in the organization right now who is your clear-cut long-term number one guy? No. Okay, so you're looking for one. And we do know that Columbus is going to have to make a decision at some point, long-term, on Corpus Allo or Merzlikens. Um You never know. Maybe they go the other way. Merzlikens is getting close to unrestricted free agency, and he'll have a lot of say. I I could just see, to me, it it makes a lot of sense. And and not simply because his agent is in Edmonton, but, you know, I I think he's the kind of guy who's going to get a shot to be number one, whether it's Columbus or somewhere else. I know people think very highly of him. Uh, They believe that he's just scratching the surface of what he can be. He's competitive. He's a little different. uh, He's talented. Um, He's just the kind of guy I could see the Oilers saying, all right. I mean, the question to me is can they make a deal for him or do they have to wait? But I could see him being the kind of goaltender the Oilers would look at and say, this could be our long-term answer. You know, I was looking at it today. There's a lot of goalies who need contracts for next year. Yes. Some of them are RFAs like Demco and Carter Hart, uh, but there's a lot of UFAs from, you know, Allmark uh, on down. Um, but uh, I just look at, we know Columbus is going to have to make a choice. And I'm curious to see if Edmonton's going to force its way into being part of that choice.
0: Well, I'm going to give you another guy that is also represented by Jerry Johansson, and okay. uh, th- that is Chris Dreger with Florida. And uh, I, I will tell you, I know Jerry enough to know that if uh, mm-hmm. he's got a sense of humor, uh, if somebody to ra- ask, all right, well, what's Chris Reedger going to be looking for on the mm-hmm. UFA market, Jerry's response would be less than Sergey Bobrovsky. <laughs>
1: like the two of you have had this conversation
0: oh, no, i don't I, I just know jerry well enough to know that might be his sense of humor uh this yeah, guy's you have, know, he's chris, chris a good, chris
1: trigger is a great yeah, story like yeah. just a, a a fantastic story and I'm, I'm very happy for him and you know I, I think the interesting thing is there is that you know florida's got another outstanding prospect in the ncaa Who's had another? Has had a great year, and that's Spencer Knight. So that just adds to the to the glut they've got there. I like the fact that in Florida they haven't just said Bobrovsky's making the most money, so we've got to play him. They're talking like Drigger is out him, so he's going to play. And you're right; it's going to be very interesting to see where a number of these goalies. Uh, end up as the season continues
0: you know it's it's funny because the sports corporation also has Wallstat, the swedish goalie that a lot of people think is going to go in the top 10 and they have sebastian kosa of the edmonton oil kings who randy hanch he was a former goalie himself in the western league I, I briefly played with randy uh when he was the gm of the edmonton oil kings he got him in the second round And uh, I have a feeling both those guys are going to end up going the first round of this year's. We might have two goaltenders going in the first year of this year's first round of this year's NHL draft. Which will be when? Elliot, has that been decided?
1: Uh, First of all, by the way, I hope you're getting a good kickback from Jerry for mentioning his name all this time. Secondly, I would say, oh, on the draft, it hasn't been announced, but from what I understand, uh, the league told the teams this week that if there's no agreement by Monday, the draft will stay where it is, and nobody's expecting there to be an agreement to move it. So I suspect we get an announcement Monday, Monday. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, we
0: have to shuffle off to Buffalo again. Jack sure. Eichel, Taylor Hall, Ralph Krueger, Eric Stahl, what are you
1: hearing? Uh, you know, I'm hearing a lot. Um, you know, Jack Eichel uh, went to go see, I think he went to Colorado to have a second opinion down on his neck. Um, you know, i heard earlier in the week that he could be out for the year. At this point in time, the Sabres wow. are saying seven to ten days. Wow! Um, and, you know, I don't know that that's right because I think they're doing the smart thing. Like, the team and the agents are doing the right thing. Get, collect all available uh, information, see what you've got, and then make a decision. And, you know, one thing I do believe Kevin Adams is doing, the GM there, is he's mapping out their future. He's, He's learning the value of their players. And I think what they're doing is they're saying, this is what we can do if we if Eichel stays, and this is what we can do if we trade him. And, you know, I, I think those are some of the decisions that they're making. Um, you know, I, I do think Eric Stahl is going to get traded. I, I don't know for sure what's going to happen with some of their other guys, but um, I, I know they've got, like, you know, and Hall has control. He's got a no trade. But, you know, guys like Hall and Reinhardt and, and Ristolainen, they're out there to learn what their what their value is.
0: Nashville, uh, Eckholm, Forsberg, Granland. Any thoughts on those three guys?
1: David Poyle went on a local radio station there this week. He does a weekly hit on their ESPN station. He said he's he, he's not inclined to trade Forsberg. So I, I think that one's going away. Um, but Eckholm definitely out there. Um, I think there's a lot of interest in Eckholm. I, I think Boston's around there. I think, uh, I think Winnipeg's around there. I think so, some people have suggested to me that maybe even Toronto's around there and Montreal. You know, the interesting one for me is Philadelphia. Um, I think the Flyers are kind of the deciding what they want to do here right um you know that if you trade for him it's going to be a significant return and i think there and also it could lead to a um it could lead to an expansion issue um because they already have 3d they're going to protect in Provorov, Myers, and Sandheim. so I, I think it for philly it depends on what that a how well they're playing b what they what they have to do expansion-wise and kind of figure it out from there. But there's a, a lot of interest. Grandlin, there's definitely some interest. And I, I do wonder about Arvidsson, too. If, um, I, I know he hasn't played very well. He's taken a couple of big hits that have really affected his career. But, you know, at his best, he was... That guy was a pain in the ass to play against, and I can see why teams would like him.
0: Absolutely. He was a good player. Elliot Freeman for NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Creek Resort and Casino. To Anaheim, uh, Ryan Getzlaff is an unrestricted free agent. Does he retire in Anaheim and re-sign for a couple more years? Does he maybe try to win somewhere? And Raquel and Manson each have got another year left, and then they are UFAs. Uh, Raquel does not have a... Uh, uh no trade clause. Uh Manson uh has a twelve team no trade clause. Your thoughts on the those three players?
1: Well, you know, I think I think with Getzlaff, it, it's got to be a situation where you know Getzlaff and and Bob Murray talk it out, and Getzlaff makes it clear he'd like to go somewhere. Um, I, I do know of one team uh, that that scouted Getzlaff and said that the couple of games they went to, he was really engaged, and he still looked like he, you know, they kind of wondered how he would feel in a situation where he was a little bit rejuvenated uh, like, he, like he's like here's the thing about get is he's really comfortable there and his, he likes it there his family likes it there and you know the, it's like sometimes in the middle of all this especially with what we're going through now uh in terms of what you're you know th- you're asking your your for you, you and your family not to do anything, basically, right? And it's not an easy situation to be away from them. And people are understanding of that. Uh, the One team I spoke to in particular, though, said they would love to see what happened if he got into a situation where he could feel rejuvenated with a bit of a playoff run. They, they think it would be very interesting to watch him. And, but we don't know if he's going to get to that spot, you know, Raquel, they've been asked about Raquel. They, they have been, I, I think that the cost for that is going to be big. If he does that, it's going to be a big cost. Manson, you know, I haven't heard that much about Manson, but again, it's a, it's a guy that may like, like Bob Murray. I remember, I can't remember the exact quote, I think it was last year, someone told me that Bob Murray loves Josh Manson more than you love your wife. So, uh, like, I would be very curious to see if they would consider that. The Ducks are fascinating, though. Like, they do have a lot of people calling them and asking them. Like, Silverberg, I think, would be another guy who, would, who if they made him available, there would be interest. But I'm just not sure if the Ducks know yet what they want to do with some of their veterans.
0: Yeah, to me, they've drafted well. Some of their trades obviously haven't panned out. I think they'd like to have the Theodore decision back on defense, yep. uh, with Seattle or with uh, Vegas as well. That's uh, yep. an, an absolute given. Uh, Elliot Friedman joining us from uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers. When I think of Getzlaff, uh, and I look to, and I think Getzlaff's a more impactful player at this stage, but I look at what Thornton and Spezza have brought to the leaps. Yeah, I, I wonder if he could bring something similar to a team that's maybe, div- like, you're in Toronto, you're watching every minute that the Leafs are playing. Can you speak yeah. to sort of, you know, getting those veteran players in there to assist that uh, young, not that Tavares is young, but those other three guys, Marner, Matthews, and are playing pretty good, by the way. Have, yeah. those guys, have those guys helped change the dynamic a bit for Toronto with their experience?
1: Oh. I think there's no question about that, Bob. And, you know, like, Spezza is is a really friendly guy. He just loves – like, I think if you're going to bring in guys like that, they have to bring the friendly guys who are inclusive and love hockey. And I think that all those guys, Spets is like that, he loves hockey, he's friendly. Thornton loves hockey, he's friendly. And he's been out, so it's been kind of forgotten, but Wayne Simmons is another guy who loves hockey and is friendly and stands up for his teammates, too, during games. And, you know, like, it was a lot the last few years here, especially with all the contract stuff, Bob. Yeah. Now the contract stuff is over, they can just play, and those guys are easy, fun guys. Like, the one thing I noticed this year is when those guys had good moments the bench erupted and you can tell that they like them and um, I think that's so important you've got to find like those kinds of players to put in your lineup uh, that your teammates will rally around like I think Paul Stasny like he's he's probably a a better player at this point than those guys are but you could see that Winnipeg loves having him around and uh, I think that kind of thing really matters
0: well, I think Winnipeg showed that they can they can hang. I mean they've got the goalie that helps. By the way, Elliot, I don't know if this got brought up in your guys' post game show last night, but uh I the, wasn't
1: working, so uh, if it was good it probably didn't happen. Okay, well there you go. Self deprecation.
0: <laughs> Self deprecation gets you everywhere in this show. Uh, but last night Shifley Wheeler and Staston got destroyed five on five. They got yeah. killed. The leafs were yeah. all over them when those guys were up nice. Yeah. And then they start. They started those guys together, which I I love that I don't mind thinking outside the box and going with three forwards. But I would have yeah. had the other like I would have had the
1: other line out there to start. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, one thing: if you're a Jets fan, you know by now that yes. uh, Paul Maurice is very loyal to, to, to Blake Wheeler yes, in particular. like when he was under heat earlier this year. Yep. You know, he went to hell and back to defend his captain so uh yeah i think you just know that that's the way that he feels
0: one final one for you just canadian division north division yep. Scotiabank north related vancouver canucks uh, they got you know sutters expiring so too is uh Tanner yep. pearson they're both ufas edler uh even hammock i mean is there a, is there a market for any of those guys well, I, I think
1: the thing is that, you know, first of all, it's it's a real buyer's market out there, Bob. Yep. Like there's 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 a lot of sellers and there's not many buyers. And so I, I think it really and the other thing too that's a really big issue here is that even a lot of the buyers, they don't have a lot of cap room. I think there's 20 teams in LTIR. So even if you want, like, for example, let's say you guys want to buy. Okay. You know that the team that's going to have to deal with you is going to have to be willing. Like, they might not make any money off it. They might get something in terms of, you know, what the return is, yeah. but you know, Ken Holland it Ken said again the other day, like you guys are dollar in dollar out. Yep. So it's not like if, like, say you're dealing with Vancouver. Um, it's not like if you trade for Brandon Sutter, Vancouver's going to be able to say, okay, we're throwing Brandon Sutter's money away. They're going to have to take money back from you. So what you, how are you going to have, what are you going to have to do? And you might just say, hey, you know what? Like there's so many sellers and not enough buyers, that we can go do something else. So I, I, think, it's gonna, I think trades are going to be a real challenge because it's not only finding the match in terms of the return, but it's also the match in terms of the money. Now, I think the, 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 the advantage that Vancouver and Ottawa could have is if they can't get this thing with the quarantine sorted out, then um, the Canadian teams that they want to add, they may have no choice but to deal with these two teams. So that could really help them, but we'll see where it goes.
0: Elliot, love having you on the show. Thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now. And uh, you got to stop spreading those rumors about Ethan Bear, let me
1: tell you. You know, I just got to tell you, Bob, I see it as my duty that I, you know, you know, I love you. I don't want to see you make mistakes and be on the wrong side of history. So t- stop trying to run Ethan Bear out of town. It doesn't make sense, okay? You, you need to stop this. It's really,
0: it, <laughs> but it, it, it is funny, man. Uh, by the way, uh, two days ago, in 1968, Claire Drake pulled off a double that nobody liked else will ever do again. Uh, and In front of 12,000 fans at Montreal Forum, the Alberta Golden Bears, after Claire led the football team to what later became the Vanier Cup in the fall of 67. In the spring of 68, he won the University Cup in hockey. I dare you that's to
1: pretty find. impressive man that's see, really impressive let's see yeah. if
0: west let's see if western ontario ever pulls off a football hockey double with the same coach in the same year Elliot. well
1: you know why because we can afford to pay two different coaches that's why yeah well that's because of
0: transfer payments anyhow
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take care my so man. Was, man. All right, Bob. Have yourself a great weekend. I'll awesome. have great to chat with your buddies. Awesome, Elliot. We're gonna get right into it.
0: The Oilers now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown. Speaking of former Golden Bear football players, Trent Brown for every goal the Oilers score, James H. Brown donates a hundred dollars to Six Thirty Chance Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, Brendan, all deal. The Oilers, obviously, cleft bomb done for the year. Shoulder injury, getting surgery March 20th to 25th. Gone for the year. Broken collarbone. Slater, Cuckoo. Zach Cassian, close to return, was not on the ice this morning with the main group uh, with a finger-slash-hand issue. Josh Archibald, day-to-day upper body issue. Could potentially be in the lineup tomorrow night against Vancouver. Turris is on COVID protocol right now. And the Oilers, uh, Chris Russell, lower body issue. Colin White. Uh, is not in tonight, lower body uh, game time decision on Ryan Dezingle Derek Stepan, uh, shut down for the year, Uh, shoulder surgery anything you wanted to add, Brendan Escott? Yeah, Ben Sherratt does have a hand injury he suffered in a fight against Vancouver he's out indefinitely, as is Islanders captain Anders Lee, he left last night's game, lower body issue looked like a knee, and you heard it with Elliot there's talk that Jack Eichel's upper body injury could end up costing him, not week to week, but the rest of the year off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell back with Emily Kaplan from ESPN. Oilers Now with
1: Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.